0: Meal times are a much-anticipated break in a workday. For some of us, be it a work schedule or shortages, such breaks do not exist. This is Feast or Famine.
1: It was, I felt like more often oftentimes it was famine than feast, but I guess when you did eat, you, you ate pretty well. At least for some of the places that I went to, you, you definitely ate really well. But there, there were a couple of trips in there where it was... Uh, pretty rough
0: (laughs) i I can feel that to such a degree because i i I guess what the what a lot of laws and regulations are trying to say is like you just gotta have uh, get afforded the opportunity to take a break to take a breather and to yes eat because you will probably die (laughs) but uh i i think it's more like we're just gonna have we just have to give you the opportunity to do it not so much eat uh a about the whole eating thing and how I kind of understood it as it's just an opportunity. It's not really meant to have you eat a meal was, uh, uh, in boot we, we, we had one guy who snuck in a packet of peanut butter, not, 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 not any type of food, just a fucking little ketchup packet worth of peanut butter. And, uh, the drill instructors found it and fucking flipped their damn wigs, like fu- fucking lost their shit. Right. And then the senior drone instructor says, okay, you know, no, no harm, no foul, whatever. Has us all go ready to go to breakfast. Tells us just have whatever you want, put whatever on your tray, do it, have whatever it is you want. And this blew our fucking minds because, uh, we weren't allowed to eat anything that wasn't outside of the main course, which was probably like pancakes, eggs, maybe a couple of, uh, Strips of bacon, whatever. What he said, grab everything. So we're getting cereal, we're getting cinnamon rolls, we're getting all kinds of desserty sweet shit, right? And then, so we get to the tables, and he just tells us to stare at it. They don't, don't t- don't touch it, don't look at, don't do anything else but just stare at it. So there we are, staring at it for twenty solid minutes. That's all we fucking did was just stare at it. And then after twenty minutes, we got up. And threw it all away. Oh, and then, that sucks! <laughs> and then, and then after we threw it all away, we took a we took a trip to a sand pit, and then we got ha pretty much hazed for the next two hours.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, <that> sucks <laughs> and, all because one guy snuck in a, a packet all, of peanut be, butter.
0: Yeah, all because one guy snuck a packet of peanut butter, and then that's when we found out that we're not meant to eat. Which is meant to have the opportunity to do so.
1: <laughs> they just wanted to show you that food was available. It wasn't available for you, but it was available. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> and that's so, and so from that point on, you know, anytime when there was an opportunity to eat food, oh, I'm taking it because at any given moment that quote, quote unquote opportunity goes away as many of us have realized in our work life.
1: How did uh, how did they find the packet of peanut butter?
0: every every night you they have like what's called a hygiene inspection where they check they check you all from head to toe to see if there's any bruises anything's broken and then they do it under the disguise that we're here to see that you guys know how to clean yourself right like cut, <laughs> like cut your nails, shower correctly and all that. but it's really just a like a cover for them to make sure that you're not hurt or anything and then it, it was like a like the full metal jacket movie where someone had his foot locker unlocked and that whole oh. scene, that whole scene played out almost verbatim how that movie went, like, what the fuck is this? if there's anything in this world I hate it is an unlocked foot locker, and then that's when the whole shen- the whole shenanigans happen they they toss they open everything up, they dump it all out, and then out pops the fucking little ketchup packet of peanut butter like son of a
1: bitch that sucks uh, and then so after you guys got hazed, did you haze the uh the perpetrator the peanut butter perpetrator Oh, in the back oh, when you yes. got back to the barracks
0: oh yes uh but it wasn't like wasn't like the Gummer Pyle movie with socks and soap you know <laughs> sure yeah it was more like verbal beration than anything because things have changed a lot since that Gummer Pyle movie to the time i went
1: oh yeah you definitely can't be as uh aggressive i would no, say anymore no
0: and especially there like they 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 make it such a big deal especially nowadays that if i were to raise my hand at somebody or even put my hands on somebody you're like you're getting the full ringer of legal matters you know which is why like like we pretty much resorted to verbally berating them for the almost the entirety of of the rest of the time we were there like you piece of shit how dare you at least fucking eat it before and not have it in your footlocker you fucking idiot
1: (laughs) wow that's crazy i can't can't imagine i I never went through boot camp but I, i can imagine the hatred one might have for somebody else if they uh, if if you got smoked for them having some peanut butter,
0: right? Yeah, we we all know how how cranky we all can get,
1: right? When we're when we're hungry, hangry, hangry. Yes. So so I'm not I'm not one of those hangry people, and so I I kind of struggle with understanding people who get who do get hangry, like they can't control their emotions when they're hungry. I, I don't get that way, so for me, I don't understand it. I'm like fix yourself, you control your, control your emotions. Like if you can't, if you can't control yourself cause you're hungry, fucking eat, you know, eat <laughs> something, shut the fuck up and leave me alone. <laughs> but, but I, I shut down. Like I just get real low energy and I, and I just kind of get, and I get quiet. So I, I'm the, I'm the other side of the spectrum on that. <laughs> well, but I know on like one, one trip, the supply line got cut off for some reason. I remember we had just, two cans of chicken noodle soup a day for i can't remember how long that's all we had Jesus. that was uh yeah i lost a lot of weight on that trip but that wasn't <laughs> a uh, wasn't a good healthy weight loss i think that's when i first developed the acid reflux ooh yeah i never had it in my life until until i got back from then and in the middle of the night i would just wake up wake up with acid reflux um yeah. but prior to that you know you say feast or famine man prior to that supply line getting cut off god we ate good we had a um he was an actual lacordon bleu chef he was a uh, prior Navy, got out of the Navy, went to the Cordon blue, got his, you know, whatever certifications through that. And he was, uh, he was really good. He could make awesome meals out of nothing, you know, and, um, uh, and it, we ate really good. But then, like I said, that got cut off and, and then the famine ensued <laughs> <laughs> and then like even the snack shells, right. I, I, you guys probably had like in your in your area of operations same for us we had um like a whole shelf full of snacks like you name it like almost every type of candy bar you could imagine mm-hmm. skittles you know pop tarts you just, you name it it was there and so you know every, you know during the the feast times you know that was just a a random snack or a treat or whatever else you know but but during the famine times that became a meal like peanut m&ms became a meal <laughs> <laughs> yeah i need the yeah. protein from the peanuts or um what what was
0: that one uh ca- there was a candy bar specifically that went out like almost all the time it was like all peanuts uh what was
1: it payday was it payday, payday. yeah payday yeah payday would go
0: away quick and i don't know what it was maybe it's because it was peanuts or the fact that it gives you like a little bit of the protein plus the sugar rush mm-hmm. but those went away quick like that and snickers always goes away like Snickers,
1: almond joy surprisingly, too. Really? Almond jo- almond Joys were, at least where I was at, like, I can think of one trip in particular where, like, you're like, man, everybody wanted the Almond Joys, including myself. And I was like, I don't know why this tastes so good, but I want one. But it tasted <laughs> good to everybody. You know what I mean? So, like, it was hard to find them.
0: I had a similar but opposite experience where, like, I was the only one who liked Almond Joys. Everyone else around me, like, f- hated it. I guess it was because of the coconut and the fact that it was in the heat for X amount of time.
1: Oh, yeah. But Those I, are pretty rough but, to eat if they get if they get warm.
0: But, like, uh, I was the only one who would eat them, so, like, I would have, like, this giant stash of Almond Joys, and, like, everyone would be, like, complaining about being starving and shit. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. There's, like, a whole shelf's worth of Almond Joy you guys can shut yourself up with, like, yeah, but I don't fucking like Almond Joy. Like,
1: guess you ain't starving then, because... Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. not hungry enough, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're definitely
0: not hungry enough. Uh, going back to what you were saying about, like, uh, having that La Cordon Blue chef, Uh, I was in an area where the food wasn't short, but it wasn't great. It was one of those like add water and stir kind of meals.
1: Like, um, like the cup of noodles or whatever.
0: Yeah. But it was like bulk picture that, but in bulk, like, so like a, like a three gallon can of of, couple or a chicken noodle soup.
1: Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just picturing the cholesterol in that thing. (laughs) (laughs) It It sounds gross already.
0: Right. And, uh. We had uh, a small group of Australians in the same area as us and those guys ate bougie. (laughs) Fucking bougie. They would have like grills and and hot plates and all this and they'll have like a no kidding like a whole team of chefs like I think three or four chefs just cooking constantly. You know, here we are of our fucking add water and stir goop and then here we can smell all the all the sweet awesomeness from the bougie Australian tan.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. I know what you're talking about. You're like, how come they get to eat so good? Yeah. You know, right? you know what just seemed, seemed to be the worst is on NATO bases. But being an American on a NATO base, like you ate, like you would see how the other countries are eating. And you're like, oh, this is really, they are eating really good. How, can I have what they're having? No, yeah. you can have, you can have this, this uh, food leftover from, from Vietnam. You can have <laughs> these three pound pack, a cup of noodles, uh, or it's fried everything. that's your options you're like but but they're having they're having a turducken like can I can I get some of that
0: (laughs) yeah or like what once in a while we'll give you a real treat we'll use real eggs
1: (laughs) oh yeah real Real eggs yeah real eggs oh my god
0: but but then like the ham they give you with is just like diced up lunchable squares or whatever
1: (laughs) oh yeah uber processed yeah that's another thing right so everybody else is eating eating fresh Brought in, I'm like, wait, oh, yeah, if their supply lines bring that kind of stuff in, what what's happening to my supply line here? Like how come how come everything I get's like super processed? Right. It lasts longer. I want, you, I want you to go fight on on high sodium and processed meats.
0: <laughs> right. And uh sometimes the Australian uh group would feel sorry for us and they'll give us their leftovers. Like we're a bunch of stray dogs just like waiting outside <laughs> for them to toss us the food. Like, here you go, Mike. <laughs> What's what's that movie? Please, sir, can
1: I have some more?
2: <laughs> Oliver Twist. Yeah, yeah. No soup
1: for you. <laughs> hey, we we'll, would we'll be so happy, like, oh
0: my god, free! Or like, oh my god, thank proof.
1: you, sir. And it's like, like you can see the teeth marks where somebody bit into it. You know, it's worth like legit it. scraps, and you're like, oh my god, thank you. You're like worth it. Still worth it. <laughs> Master gave Dobby a sock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's how it feels like I am free. <laughs> I'm going to eat so good tonight. You take the little, like the half eaten scrap and you have like this plastic fork and just like re- eat it like real nice just to really take it in.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're actually taking a paper napkin and tucking it into your, uh, the collar, of your shirt, like a bib, you know, yeah. like a fancy, <laughs> like you're eating at a fancy restaurant.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're in the field. This is fancy.
1: <laughs> now, I know how how many times did you eat out of a styrofoam container? Oh, dude, almost all the time. If it if it
0: wasn't like uh like some kind of cup, then it was a it was a styrofoam box. <laughs> you
1: know what I mean? Yep. That's why that, and, and oftentimes like your ops tempo wouldn't allow you to even go to the DFAC and eat, so you would send one person on a run to the DFAC and they would they would just go down the line with, a. Uh, they would have like 10, 10 boxes, right? But they would go down the line and just load up as much as they could into one box because you're not going to sit there, okay, I only want this, I only want this, and do that for 10 people. You don't have the time nor the patience for that. Right. So you're just going through and you're just going to load in there everything that's on the line, close the box, and, and do that nine more times and then run back and then people can eat out of it what they want to eat out of it and throw away the rest. But it'd be so many times you'd be standing on the line and you know aircraft taxiing in or out and you're just sitting there hammering food in your face before, before <laughs> right. you got to get back to work, you know?
0: Yeah. I had a, we had a similar situation where you would have a runner, but you'll have a golf cart, Well not a golf cart. I would say more like a, a four wheeled Mario cart, you know, it was like this, this ghetto rigged Mario cart where we, we took out the, it, it was pretty much like four wheels and a seat. And then we just kind of made this box and stuck it in the back. And that was like a makeshift, uh truck bed. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, yeah. whatever it worked. And then we would just like load up as many, as much food as we could in this truck bed and like strap it down so it doesn't fly away. <laughs> 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 whatever, <laughs> man. Adapt and
2: overcome.
1: <laughs> or like, or yeah, or you get to, you'd be like a dust storm, right? And you're bringing your food back and you open up and you can see like the dirt laying on top of the food, even yep. though it was in a styrofoam box. I and mean, you're like, you just kind of stir in the food, stir around the food a little bit to just mix in the dirt so you can't actually really see it anymore and you're just like whatever and you just keep eating it anyways <laughs> right or if you, <laughs> you just to add some minerals to my diet
0: <laughs> or you, you guys ever gotten so hungry that you didn't care if your hands were dirty like or whatever condition it was in it'd be like covered in grease um whatever have use you, so of your job and just like fucking i'm hungry and just eat and just eat it as is
1: dude i've done it so you know you know if you're you know you're looking at your fingers and more often than not as a maintainer you're using like your pointer finger and your thumbs right so those are always the dirtiest then your middle finger is typically the next dirtiest so i've eaten before where it's my my pinky pinky fingers and ring fingers and i'll like chopstick it with those two <laughs> and pick it up <laughs> and shove it in my mouth cuz those are the least dirty <laughs> <laughs> it's like some Spock, you know, the live long and prosper thing. It's like that, but I'm doing with my fingers like chopsticks because those are the least dirty.
0: <laughs> I'm picturing that right now, like you're doing like some shadow puppet shit.
1: <laughs> it's exactly what it is. Like I'm, I, it, and I did it so much that it's like a, it's a natural motion now. <laughs> well, at least I know I could lose my middle pointer and thumb fingers and still be able to survive. That was a that was a movie, wasn't it? Uh, it was it was Johnny Knoxville movie. Um,
0: one of his gardeners, or whatever, lost his fingers from a lawnmower, and he only had his thumb and his the ringer. Yes, the ringer. He only had his
2: gardener's name was Stavi. Stavi,
0: yeah, Stavi. Only had was like his thumb and his <laughs> pinky, so he made like this. <laughs> <laughs> it was like at least, uh, and and but he so, but he was so optimistic about it. It's like at least I'll be able to delicately pick the tulips. <laughs>
2: That is a movie that could not be made today. Yeah.
1: I, I only oh, saw the first half of it, but I agree with that statement. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't make that today without any, I mean, there'd be so much negative backlash. Oh yeah. It'd be or, horrendous.
0: How, how, many of you in, have you, how many of you have seen or know of this, this one person who has a knife, always carries a knife and he uses it for basically everything? like yep. it's a knife that doubles as a hammer doubles as a screwdriver doubles as like a butter knife for spreading
1: yeah cuts cuts a, cuts meat with it cuts, <coughs> peels an apple
0: right or strips wires with it you know just like has all kinds of shit on it you get one guy who just has like that that one gerber knife that one uh, leatherman or whatever have you huntsman or or smith and wesson whatever the hell and he uses it for
1: everything i guess the ones i always saw a lot of was uh there was either gerber or it was uh leatherman i think that was the most that people carried and the leatherman just because it was because of the for the pliers aspect of it alone i think is why because i carried one of those too, and you know we had the yeah we had the knife blade you know for whatever but i think i use the pliers the most on that Cause I would pop fuel hatches with that. I would tighten down stuff, cut zip ties, cut whatever, you know. But it was just uh instead of running running fifty yards back to the hangar, I would uh I would just use it. An approved tool? No. <laughs> but in a deployed setting, who's gonna who's gonna check? <laughs> right. Right.
0: But it's and the MVP you mentioned that your work of AOG, you guys do a lot of corporate uh jet work and stuff. Has there has there been times where like uh you would work on the corporate jets and you would just have like these Fucking bougie ass banquet, <laughs>
1: fucking meals. Uh, you would think, but no, not at all. It was uh, <laughs> those were probably more the famine times than it was in in the deployed settings, cause, because you know, stateside, nobody gives a damn about you out there on the ramp at three a.m. So it's on you. So if you didn't bring food w- along with you, so I got I got good at packing a cooler with at least some like jerky and maybe some bottles of water and. Iced coffees or whatever else, but stuff and you know, pistachios, nuts, whatever, just stuff to, stuff to snack on. Cause you're on the road a lot. But again, you You find yourselves in those times. You're like, man, I'm kind of hungry, but I got to keep working. Next thing you know, it's middle of the night and there's, you know, you're lucky if you're in a town where there might be a diner open like a, or even like a Denny's or something like that, that might be open in the middle of the night. But oftentimes um, that's not, that's not the case. So, you know, if you don't bring it with you, you're not going to eat and you're mm. not going to drink. So it's, wow. uh, yeah, I, I, went hungry a lot more times on the AOG side of things. Than, than I didn't, sometimes you would, you would, uh, they have snacks on board those private jets though. And so sometimes you would try to rifle through the galley and see if there was some like excess bag of pretzels or something like that buried down. And yeah, obviously you're not going to take it from the, uh, the cubbies where the passengers are riding, but maybe buried in the galley where they have some. Excess or in the um, in the baggage bay, they keep some excess stuff back there. So the Swedish fish were my favorite, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. And and then you know being in deployed settings or maybe even stateside, I don't know if you guys ever had to deal with animals and your food. But um, our ops tempo, we were at one location and our op tempo picked up enough to where. Um, we couldn't leave and go to the defect cause it was a, it was a pretty, it was a NATO base, but it was a pretty large base. So, and we were a small operation. I think we were two or three per shift for 12 hour shift. And so we, we couldn't afford to send one person away to go get food and bring it back anymore. So what the local command decided they were going to do is, okay, well, we're going to take, we're going to have one of the defects deliver food to us. And we'll turn one of these shacks in the back into the, food tent and um you know you guys can just walk in there but they'll have like these big plastic you probably remember them, six of these big plastic containers and you open it up and there's like four or five shelves of the big uh, aluminum foil trays or the mm-hmm. big metal pan trays you know loaded with slop essentially slop yeah that's a good that's pretty <laughs> accurate but so you would get guys that would go in there right and they would you know pull out a tray put food but then they wouldn't put it back they would just leave it open or leave it sitting exposed on the table. So it would either be one, it would be cold or two, they wouldn't close the door to the tent. And there was a bunch of feral cats running around. And I remember the one time I went in there and there was like three cats pawing, pawing through the food. And I was just like, come on, man. (laughs) Like, and I was super hungry. That was one of those days where you're like super hungry too. And you're just like, you're so mad, disappointed, angry, whatever. And you're just like, throw down your, Plate and fork, and you're like, I, I'm not even going to eat today. To hell with this crap! <laughs> right? I hate it here. And then you send it, go go back to your back to your room and send an email home to family, like, please send me a care package, food only.
0: <laughs> oh, speaking of that, man, I remember getting uh packages of food, and that like it was like a godsend. Like this is the best bag of bag of pistachios ever.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, know I got out. a bag. My 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 dad would send me some bags of jerky and stuff, and um. Man, those were, that was a godsend too. And then my mom would send me w- what she makes. They're called O'Henry bars, but it's like the base layer is like peanut butter and like maybe oats and something else. And then the top, top quarter inch layer is uh, chocolate. And oh my God, they're so good. And they, they only come, you know, she only makes them at Christmas time. But when I was deploying, she would make them and send them over. And, and man, you would just sit there and eat yourself sick on those. <laughs> but you were so happy to have something to eat. <laughs> right.
0: Like, have you guys ever, like, uh, been so food-deprived or starved that, like, the smallest, most mundane piece of food was, like, the shit, like, the best ever? Like, uh, say, like, you're going on a hike, for instance, or uh, you've been pulling, like, a 20-hour shift and you haven't eaten shit, and someone just, like, happens to give you, like, an orange, right? Just, like, a fucking orange. And you're like... Oh my God, this is this is like the greatest ever. (laughs) You know, as soon as you feel the splash from your teeth crunching into it, like, this is awesome.
1: I remember one of those days where for me it was like smokehouse almonds. It was in the came in those like tiny cans, you know, the small cans. And I remember I got back to my room and I was like, My God, I'm so so hungry, but you know, I'm so tired. And I just popped the top of that and I threw like a handful in, and I don't know why, but they just tasted phenomenal. Right, it like the, I like, And I, it's not like I, I go for those every time. I don't really eat. I don't eat them now. And that was probably the last time that I ever ha- even had smokehouse almonds. But man, in that one instance, they were just they were what I needed, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Or, you, you know, you're starving
0: really bad when black coffee tastes fucking amazing.
1: Oh, the defect black coffee? Yeah, when that tastes good, yeah, you're having a... (laughs) It's
0: like, you know, you you know. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
1: you 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 (laughs) you almost have a mental breakdown. One, because you can't believe that that coffee tastes good. And two, because you can't believe that that coffee tastes good, like... You right? just know, it's like, oh my God, is this where I'm at in life? <laughs>
2: <laughs> right.
0: It's like that instant taster's choice coffee or like some off brand, um, like instant coffee. But it's just f- freaking amazing because it that's all that's available for your system to digest. I'm like, this is fucking
1: great. Or like when you go in, <laughs> you go into the DVAC and you see them scraping the bottom of the, the massive, because, you know, they had this massive coffee pots or whatever those brewers and but they were like the 10 gallon tanks and you would see the defect personnel like scraping scraping the burnt coffee off the bottom of the tank they never emptied it out they just would scrape it and then they would pour in more water and turn it on and you're like oh it's gonna be rough today but you drink it anyways (laughs) right right (laughs) like there ain't enough sugar in half and half in the world to make this better but i'm gonna try (laughs) right
0: (laughs) In your in your freaking coffee cup that you haven't washed out in so long because you haven't had enough time to actually clean it out.
1: <laughs> oh man, I became a, a hated person one time because because nobody wanted the defat coffee. So one of the pilots or somebody I ordered like a, a small twelve cup coffee pot and had it shipped over. And then we would uh we ordered like some Seattle's best, we ordered some Pete's, we ordered some I think somebody brought Starbucks, somebody brought, um, you know, just where, you know, just different brand, brands of coffee, but, but good quality coffee, not, not some, not some low end stuff. And yeah. I remember I pulled the coffee pot out one night and it slipped out of my hand and it burst on the floor Oh! and everybody, it was a full pot of coffee and everybody just turned and looked at me like, like you just ruined the whole deployment. <laughs> and if it was legal to murder you, you'd be dead. You know because like, that coffee was a life force, man. And we were working the midnight to noon shift. And mm-hmm. so coffee was a, a staple of life for us. And they just looked at me like, You're the worst. You are the worst <laughs> person that that to ever walked the planet. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I went I went and like jumped online to like try to try to find a replacement coffee pot. But I mean, it still took over a month to get a replacement <laughs> coffee bought there. And that was I was not a well liked guy.
0: <laughs> way, to, way to just bomb humbug everything, you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, man. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, everybody. And they're like, no, it's not. It's not enough. No, no. Take That's, your own life if you want to make it right.
2: <laughs> Unforgivable.
0: <laughs> Hang him. him. Charlotte, I can imagine what it's like for you guys, especially when you have like back to back to back shows and you're like, I don't know, three, four people, teams, and you got to do a 20-man show with five people?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, definitely similar situations, right? It's feast or famine. I work a lot in, as I've mentioned before, casinos. There's usually a few different ways this works. So sometimes they have uh, catering just for the show crew, like where we have, they'll, they'll make like sandwich trays and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll eat on that all day all night and then the there's also the voucher situation which i've had some that are like you have four people here's you know 12 bucks to feed all of you um and then i've had others that are like oh there's four of you we'll give you 250 dollars each and you know um so it, it's it's in that case it's feast or famine as well but then they they we were about to get that privilege taken away—the two hundred fifty dollars per person thing—which uh, we never used all of. We just physically couldn't, can't eat that much food um, because we uh, certain certain members of the team, um, not including myself, uh, weren't tipping. Uh, and it's like you're already getting your food for free. Like they're they're don't let don't make them work for free too, you know. And then, but I've also had it where we get the same catering as the band. That is amazing. And uh, one of the casinos, you know, it was cool. Go to the band's trailer. They want to eat with you guys. And so we'd eat with the band or the crew or both. So that that was cool. And that same casino stopped doing that for the most part, unless the crew asked to eat with us, basically. So when we don't eat with them, we end up, uh, they have like their own cafeteria that's underground under the casino. And it's really cool because, um, you know, it, it's a full blown restaurant just for their employees there's no patrons there's no nothing it's literally just for the employees and it's cheaper food um it's not it's not the best um the wait times are usually you know usually pretty long but in my line of work if we've done everything right we generally have a few hours of just chill you know before the kind of the calm before the storm type of thing so and then there's other times when it's nope you're working 20 plus hours straight so so yeah, I can definitely relate to the feast or famine mentality. I
0: like how you mentioned like uh, there are times when you just have uh, like a gap of doing of doing nothing. There's times like that where we would have that, but we mostly use that to kind of catch up on Z's, especially if we're been on the on the go for x amount of time. And not one of us we even closely think of food, and it won't hit until after you got to get back into the grind. And like, I should have fucking ate. <laughs>
2: Yeah man, I can I can relate to that too. Uh, cuz yeah, I remember this one show in particular. Um it's our one of our biggest productions we do every year. And I was sitting there and me and my buddy Oz were were tuning the room and getting everything ready and I was getting wireless ready and uh which is a pain in the ass to coordinate in Seattle wireless frequencies. Um but uh sitting there and it's like 5:30 in the morning. And I'd been working since, you know, six o'clock the, the day before or, Jesus. you know, so I'd been working for almost 24 hours straight. And, uh, so then I'm like, ah, fuck it. I, instead of, I, I guess I'll just try to sleep. So I go upstairs and get locked out of my hotel room. Uh, the key's not working. So I'm like, fuck, um, uh, whatever. I will just, cause I didn't want to deal with the front desk thing because, you know, it's under the owner's name and they're going to question that. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck it, whatever. So I went back to the stage, uh, grabbed one of my subwoofer uh, bags and tried to make a bed out of that, slept for 20 minutes, and uh, they started bringing in tables and chairs. So then I was like, fuck it. Guess I'm up. Guess I'm working. Oh, so then I continued to work for another 20 plus hours. Jeebus. Yeah. And I think I ate twice that entire 40 something hours. Fuck.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Man. I've lived F- off of mints inside of FBOs before. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Mints and the free coffee, you know? Like
0: Yeah. Yep. Now uh, have you guys ever came into a situation where like you would have either snacks, energy drinks, coffee coffee cups, or just something like food related and you and you start turning that into currency?
1: <laughs> Rip it's man. Oh, if anybody rip-its. out there has ever spent any time overseas, you know what a rip it is. Fucking rip it. And the red ones, the red, the red ones, ones yeah, high dollar, high dollar currency, man.
0: Hell yeah. I remember uh, it was the yellow ones and the blue ones that were like a dime a dozen. Like they fall yeah, the out ye- of
1: the The yellows were super common, I felt like. They were the like pennies. One,
0: the blue <laughs> ones too, because I think the blue ones were sugar-free. So like nobody wanted that shit. And like, I need the sugar. <laughs> yeah. Why am I? What, what was the point of me drinking this? <laughs> right.
1: But you did it anyway, because it gave you that one little bit of life, you know? <laughs> yep. That's exactly it. Uh, Skittles were currency for me for a little bit, because I got a three pound bag at like the Costco size Skittles. I got one of those. So those became uh, currency. Jerky was always currency for some reason or other.
0: There was instant coffee packets, uh the jerky, uh, the rippets, all clearly, and then uh pinches of dip. Like not cans, just like a pinch, right? It was oh, almost yeah, like, yeah. it was almost like cigarettes, but like, hey man, but they'll have like their own code word for it, like, hey man, you, you got some good breakfast today? And like three rippets or three rippets or some some other fucking barber. Three rippets and a
1: pinch of Copenhagen. Right.
0: <laughs> oh, come on, man. I really need it. It starts turning into like a crack headache.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, like people with cigarettes that way, you know, you'd be getting ready to come overseas. And some of the guys who are already there knew you were coming and you'll get like emails with like a list, a list of stuff like, Hey, uh, can you mind bringing this? Do you mind bringing that? So like, I would stop at the duty free exchanges on the way over. Yeah. And i would buy like cartons and cartons of cigarettes and, and logs, uh, snuff logs, you know, yeah. And then you show up on site and then you're, you basically open your bag and you're like, "Who wants me?
0: Who wants? me?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: who wants me? <laughs> yeah, because those, those, those are like the biggest bartering cigarettes, cigarettes and snuff.
0: It is like prison.: Pretty much, yeah, it's pretty much. Or, or like you get like these packages of like like uh, skittles, jerky, uh, etc, and it'll be the same thing, like, who, who loves me? Who loves me? And everyone's like just crowding around. Like every time someone open a box or even pop open a bag of chips, and like everyone's like hovers like mine.
1: <laughs> yeah, like all the seagulls from Finding Nemo. Mine, yeah, mine. That was the thing. If like you got a care package in, but you left it sitting on the even if the box wasn't fully open, and it could even still be taped shut from shipping, and you left it sitting on the desk, you know, in, in the in the office or whatever, because you were still on shift. Yeah, uh, you would come back, and that thing would be raided i Fucking mean rifled yeah. through just uh and that would piss you off to knowing because like come on i didn't even get i didn't get to go through it first damn it right so then so
0: they'll turn into like these uh these unspoken snack rules kind of shit right like like thou shalt not raid chips unless it's already open or some shit like that
1: <laughs> we had to, we had to make up a we put another table in the office and that was the that was the charity table right and so whatever you didn't want Whatever was for the group, if it was on that table, it was fair game. If it wasn't on that table, you weren't allowed to touch it. That That's
0: where you'll, we had a similar table, but that's where you would see who was a stoner in their previous life. Cause uh, <laughs> all, all like the, all like the chips and snacks that no one really liked, like Funyuns or Fritos or some just bugles. Remember yeah. Bugles, bugles. bugles yeah. The, <laughs> the bugles, like almost nobody likes that shit in a, in a non-starving environment. But you have that out there, you'll find out who used to do drugs in their, in their previous life because that shit would be fucking gone.
1: <laughs> gone, yeah. I mean, in one setting, one dude would just eat them alone.
0: <laughs> Hungry, happy, sleepy. That's did, did you guys
1: ever get the Magnum bars? Those ice cream bars? Did you guys ever get those?
0: Uh, I don't think. You know what? I don't. I'm not sure if I have.
1: So we had a couple of places we went to and we had a cooler full of Magnum bars. And you could definitely do some bartering with like the next... The next site over uh with some magnum bars.
2: Like, hey, uh, you
1: guys got any more uh, cutting oil or you guys got any more whatever? Yeah, but uh what do you guys got? I got three boxes of Magnum bars for you. You can take all the cutting oil you want, man. Spring that shit over.
0: <laughs> or or like four like packs of soda. You guys ever done that with packs oh, yeah, of soda? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yep. Like
0: I got I got some Coke, man. Like a six pack of, of Coca-Cola, you know what I mean? Not even like huge, it was, like just a six pack, like done.
1: <laughs> or remember remember overseas a lot of times Cause they would bring in like supplies from like European countries or whatever. So they have smaller sizes of everything. Right. Okay. Like, hey, I got the American size cans of Coke. You do a whole 12 ounce can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Yo, bring it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, off topic, uh, there's a scene in major pain, right? Where he, he shows like how BA he is. He pops open a soda can or a minute made can with his fingers the European cans, they're pull tabs and, or they're peel tabs instead of like the pop
1: t- pop tabs like we yeah, have. Yeah, the pop here, tabs yeah. in
0: the in the U.S. So it's a lot easier for you to to pop them open. So here's stupid ass me, right? I'm like tired. I'm hungry. Fuck it. Major paint style kill cool right? And actually popped it open the peel tab, but but um the holes are a lot smaller than they would on the U.S. pop tabs. So it, it went through, but it cut the
2: shit out of my fingers. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So for those who don't know, it's like a teardrop. It's a, yeah. it's a more narrow, but it's like a teardrop shape. And uh, yeah, you'll definitely cut the crap out of your fingers.
0: Yeah. Which I totally <laughs> did. Stupid me. But I was like, hey, what is this? What, what does work? The shit you do when, <laughs> when you're hungry, you know, that's when you start getting people to to do dares. Like, yo, if you do this, give you a Snickers bar. <laughs>
1: I, I got, <laughs> so one of the guys was back to the cigarettes thing. I, I showed up overseas and I had like, I don't know, probably, probably eight cartons of cigarettes that I bought to uh, hand out to people. But one of my, one of my good, good buddies in general, he, he was, he was a heavy smoker and I was bringing majority of them for him. Cause I know he was running low and I said, Hey, uh, I'll give you an extra carton, but you got to take 10 of these cigarettes and, uh, smoke them at one time. <laughs> Cause I'd never seen that happen before, except in the cartoons and, and, uh, old Fred will call him Fred. Uh, <laughs> he, he's like, I don't know, I'm, I don't know how I'm going to fit 10 in my mouth. And I was like, oh, well, where there's a will. There's a way. So I took some <laughs> tape, like that blue flash breaker tape. <laughs> yeah. and I taped 10 of them together in like a, a cylindrical shape. Yeah. We lit him on fire and it was in the middle of the night. He's standing out there and you couldn't even see him. It was so dark you couldn't see a up, but you would just see this big cherry just <laughs> glowing in the glowing in the dark. Oh, he couldn't talk for three days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, now that did you mention that? No, that, that was actually a punishment uh one of my grand my one of my grandfathers did to my uncles, cause um he caught him smoking when I think he was like fifteen or something like that. Caught him smoking, like, good, you want to be stupid and smoke? You want to smoke in my house? He was real avid about not smoking inside the house. Uh, He doesn't really care outside, but inside. And so he tried to be slick about it and do it in his room. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) he did, he did something similar where he said, well, smoke them all. And then, but but these were like the marble reds, right? So like the the ones that just really
1: unfiltered and all that stuff, unfiltered,
0: just hit your chest like right away, you know? So picture like 15 year old kid. Smoking like a whole pack of Marlboro Reds in one shot, you know? <laughs> I oh imagine.
1: god, that'd have been rough.
0: So what were some of the we were talking about starving a lot. What were some of the, the best meals you guys got while on the job?
2: Ooh. I would say I'm not gonna say what crew it was that I was working with, but we had this whole trailer was full of uh i I mean freshly cooked chicken, everything from thighs, breasts, everything, whole chickens, um, steaks. We had burgers. We had literally any type of like full course that you could think of. We had it, uh, mashed potatoes, all the sides, uh, salads. We had everything. I mean, we had, you know, the six foot folding tables. We, there was probably about seven, eight, nine of them that were just full of food. Wow. Um, and it wasn't a very large crew, Um, on our end and they had probably if i if i had to guess because it's been forever now no more than six seven people on their crew wow you know so it's just like all of this food did you you take some home for the fam (laughs) no unfortunately not because that was pre-show food so then it was you know go and uh do the show and then load out and by the time you're done there's no i mean
1: all that food's been gone for hours so for me it would have been uh i don't know if it was filet mignon but it, i'll attribute it to that when I mean, it was wrapped in bacon and then we had scallops like buttered scallops with it and homemade uh like garlic mashed potatoes and that was that was probably one of the best best meals that i can think of right now i, I probably had some other good ones too but that's the one that the first one that pops to mind for me mm. um thinking so, of back to my days.
0: So, I think one of the best ones I got uh we were doing a job out in Darwin, Australia, and we were we were at the Royal Air Force Base in darwin and it was one of their holidays uh Anzac day it was called I can't remember the full acronym of Anzac Day, but like a bunch of uh people were dressed up in their grandparents uh world war two um uniforms and such had their medals and everything and they had this um, cater come in, had a spread out, and one of the options was a uh, this Australian wagyu, but it w- it was like a New York strip size, I guess. But um, they gave it; they had enough for pretty much everybody. So here we go, get this Australian wagyu with some potatoes and blue cheese on the side and stuff like that. I swear, like as soon as I bit into it, freaking just like a, an explosion of like flavor juice and everything, like everything you would expect from a steak times like 10. It does sound good. And then since then, you know, like the the food level just kind of went to shit. I don't know if it's
1: because my standards got raised or they lowered their standards, but it was fucking great. I know for one of the, one of the worst meals I had was at least when I found those cats pawing through the food, but there was another time, like we had fried stuff, and no veggies for the longest time, and finally, like a shipment of veggies came in. And, you know, sometimes you're just like, man, I need some greens. And I remember going in there, and then I was like, oh, cool, I'm gonna load up on some greens. And there was these little black insects crawling all in and around the food, and I was it just oh. broke my heart. I was like, <laughs> oh hell no! You're like, just eat the bugs; they're protein. I was like, I don't know what kind of bugs these are, though. Yeah, I'm in a foreign country; I don't know what these are. You know, <laughs> I'm not just yeah. Now did you mention it,
0: Oh. Uh- we were passing by one of one a Southeast Asian country. I can't remember which one, but one of their delicacies was like bugs, right? They'll get like a no shit log, split it, and the bugs are still kicking. You just grab it and li- and then rip it, you know? <laughs> and uh, really, yeah. Like how big were the bugs? Uh, about the size of a grasshopper, oh, like sure. or a cricket. It's about it's the, size. the size of a cricket. Right. still
1: decent size yeah
0: yeah they're pretty it's like it's enough to gross you out right so but they get the log they split it they get it and then they, then they smash it down right this one individual what a time to find out that you're allergic to something is like here take this here take this uh, this tree cricket wherever the fuck it was right like okay eats it goes into anaphylactic shock like immediately like oh my god
1: <laughs> wow right yeah what a, what a time to figure out that you're allergic to an insect Right,
0: like, oh, hey, by the way, tree tree crickets will kill you. <laughs> like, I wow. guess,
1: but yeah, if you're not from that environment, you would have never that would have never even been a, a concern because yeah, when would you have eaten a eaten a bug otherwise? I mean, like, what what
0: other types of food would you have tried in any other country's regional delicacy? Would you know that I'm allergic to this? You say you've never tried this in your life. I'm like, well. I try everything once at least. And then you find out you're allergic.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're just trying to be adventurous and almost yeah. kill yourself. Oh. No, I will,
0: t- uh, I will tell you probably one of the most, not the most weird, but surprisingly good I've, things I've tried was a uh, saltwater crocodiles. There was this, uh, there was this one place, I think it was in, it was either Australia or somewhere near Australia, but they made saltwater crocodile burgers. Oh, interesting. And You would you so like when you when you start thinking of crocodiles, you would think like okay, it's got to taste like fish, but it look it looks like chicken.
1: (laughs) Yeah, to me, it has the texture of chicken as well. Yeah, whenever I had gator,
0: it it looks like chicken, but it tastes like steak, but it's kind of watery like fish. I'm like, what the? I am so confused right now.
1: (laughs) What what am I eating? When you were when you were in Australia, did you did you ever try kangaroo? I've heard people. That's I have not. Eat, I have. But you I heard can. It's real like stringy.
0: I I did not try
1: because that's co- such a muscular animal. Uh,
0: yeah. So I not not kangaroo, but I tried wallaby, which I guess it's kind of sort of the same
1: thing, cousin. I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They, I don't know what it was, man, but it tasted fucking gross. Like maybe it was the way they cooked it, or maybe it was the fact that it was tasting really gamey. Like picture like untrimmed venison. That's kind of what it tasted like.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah. So so like for me. For me when I think of like goat is not uh something that I go for. I mean, I'm sure if it's prepared a certain way and done right, it's okay. But to me, it tastes like the animal smells and I can't I can't get past that. Same thing right. for like, goat cheese, you know, I'm like,
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> But then but then all the cheese you had like uh when you're, when you're over like Kuwait and shit, that's all goat cheese, but they don't tell you that. I'm like, Ooh, whatever. Why yeah, that's what I'm saying. To- like
1: certain, certain ways it's prepared. It's okay. But like, there's been a lot of places I've been to where it just, it tastes like the animal smells. And I just, it's like, feels like you're, when you eat, eat it, it feels like you're licking the animal. And I just. I, just, <laughs> can't, I can't, kissing, can't. Literally, literally I can't kissing a goat. You know? I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, shit. Uh, Closing thoughts, MVP. Uh,
1: Feast or famine. Enjoy the time when you can uh, eat and eat good food um, because you'll definitely appreciate the times. Appreciate that during the times you can't. So uh, take advantage of all the uh, of all the opportunities you have and uh, try to eat as well as possible. But uh, don't be afraid to try new things, you know. You just be careful because you might might die. <laughs> yeah, you might find out you're allergic to tree crickets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like MVP said, man. Like, uh, eat what you can, when you can, because you can. I'm mean, as much as possible try to eat a little more healthy. But I mean, if your only option is just to eat payday candy bars, I mean, by all means, do it. Or a, a giant bag of M Ms. Whichever. It's better than going full speed on fumes. Um, just no way around it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you'll be surprised what the human body can uh, can sustain itself off of for a, a period of time.
0: There, there's your Navy SEAL tip of the day, everybody. All right. We'd like to thank our patrons for helping us make this episode, keep our gear maintained, and have Shoreline ever the happy to help us um, produce these episodes. Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Stephanie Boatman, Jenny Dignan, Ryan Frushauer, Daniel Schubert, and Stephen Shivers. Thank you guys so much. And thank you again to all our patrons for helping us make these episodes and keep Shoreline happy to produce them for us. Uh, Visit us at cancelformainness.com if you have any ideas for the show, some stories for the show, or you'd like to be a guest on the show. uh, Shoot us a line on our contact us section and we'll do what we can to get you or your ideas on the show. Visit our sponsor Rockwell Time at rockwelltime.com. Use the code CX4MX, save 10% off your purchase. Uh, Rockwell makes all kinds of apparel, outdoorsy stuff, like uh, safety rated sunglasses, uh, watches and snow and other type of outdoorsy stuff. Uh, Support us on Patreon. Uh, Your patronage helps us again make these episodes, maintain our gear and patrons get exclusive stuff like uh, access to Discord and a discount to merch once we get our shop online and makes us like expand and do other stuff like go to conventions and get and get and maintain better gear.
1: Awesome. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Have a great one. Take care.